All right, guys. Sorry, we are a smidge late. Um, um, we're having some tech issues and still having a little tech issues, but I think we, we got around it. Super freaking excited about this one. This has been, I am like, woohoo, this has been something I have um, always been interested in since a little kid um, growing up in Tacoma, Washington by Mount Rainier. That was kind of biggie. And of course, I'm a fan of um, I'm aging myself, um, the million dollar man, six million dollar man. So, you know, Bigfoot was on there and all that stuff. But my name is Dr. Charnell Wolverton Sehan. Welcome to our channel. We're so excited. Craig and I are here. Craig's my co-host. How are you doing, Craig? I'm good. I'm really excited about this. I'm, I've been following Mike for some time now and um, like on his channel and it's, and it's quite mind blowing <clears throat> his, his content and his work. So I'm really excited. <laughs> yes, we're excited to have Mike um, Patterson here with us and on the subject of Bigfoot, Sasquatch, whatever. I mean, there's multiple names that you can interchange. Yeah. And um, with before we get started, I just want to remind everybody, please do your due diligence. Go to SwiftFire.org and get on the newsletter. Um, you know, all the love, likes, all the things to help the algorithm. We do have a membership and we have a membership meeting this Sunday. That's going to be really fun. We're going to have a burn party for New Year's. Um, more information about that. Lily Nova is going to be joining Craig and I, and that's going to be fun. But without further ado, let's get to the nitty gritty here. I want to hear about Mike. Mike, tell us a little bit about you and how all of this happened, how will happen to you, your experiences. Give us some little background and let's just go right in. All right. First, thanks for having me on. Um, I appreciate it. And this started back uh, 2008, but I, I was... It basically started before that and it, and it also goes all the way back to childhood where i had a sighting at the age of 10. Um, my folks had we were staying at a chalet for the weekend up north uh, northeast a few hours northeast from toronto and it was a, in a place called denby ontario and it, that's up near uh, bon echo provincial park it's a big park and that it's all bush area basically up there right so uh, back then you could uh, this was a long time ago um <laughs> dating myself here but uh so this would be over 40 years now and back then you know you could drop your kid off and not be charged for child abandonment uh, my dad had dropped me off up the road do some fishing i remember there was some uh, campground there like a small campground people uh you know, trailers and campers and that. And I, I think I was fishing off of a bridge or something. And then I, uh, it got dusk. So I started walking back. I don't remember how far it was. Couldn't have been that far up the road. Maybe it was a quarter mile or something or, you know, half a mile at the most, I would think. And as I was walking, suddenly I saw, and it, it's hard to judge at this point in time, but it could have been up to a hundred yards up the road, standing side of the road. And I saw, I saw something standing there. And as soon as I saw it, it turned and just was gone in the, in the woods at the side of the road there. And, and I basically freaked out. I ran back to the campground. Um, I, I told everybody I saw a bear that I got chased by a bear. Um, when I, when I saw my parents and that, but when I, 
when I went back to the campground, there was some people like a family sitting around a fire there. And, and I can still almost see the looks on their faces. Uh, I was pale white. I couldn't get a word out. I was traumatized, terrified, and I couldn't even speak. I finally got the word help out. I remember that. And it, it ended up the, the father of the family had driven me back, uh, you know, to where my family was staying. I was there with cousins and aunts and uncles, grandparents, all that stuff. And um, when I pointed out the spot roughly where I saw the bear, and when I got back, um, I was still pale white, you know, everybody's like, you know, what happened to you? Um, so that goes all the way back to then. I think there was another incident where I was camped with my father and a friend of his outside of an abandoned gold mine or something in the North Bay region of Ontario here. And um, I just vaguely remember something pushing the side of the tent in, like poking the tent in the morning. Um, I remember my, you know, sleep beside my dad there and he was, uh, he was crashed still. And, um, that, that's a lot more vague, but, uh, fast forward to 2007, I was spending a lot of time in the woods, um, on my time off when I wasn't working with some uh, good camera gear, looking for nature shots, right? I love being in the woods and looking for animals. I'm always trying to get as close as I can, right? Get, get those really good shots. And, and I think, I think the Sasquatch were watching me and they liked how I interacted and, you know, how I interacted in nature. And, um, and then one day I just had this epiphany to start looking for them. And I don't know, I, at this point, I think they had something to do with that considering what I've learned since then. So um, I started looking into the subject and it was back in um, 2008 that I, I'd gone camping up in the Bon Echo area with a good friend of mine. The very next morning, uh, the first morning, I think it was about eight o'clock in the morning, um, we heard this screaming going off in the distance. And I've, I found one video online after that that sounded similar and it's basically a sasquatch vocal it was going on and on right and that was the very first time i heard something but then go uh, fast forward to uh, that was very first time i looked for them so i experienced something and then the next time was october 25th 2008 and this is where it really all started for me and i had been talking with uh, some guy through youtube and um because of a comment I made on a video and he, he invited me to this location. He said, you want to go, you know, to this spot? And I, and I, when he told me about it, I was like super skeptical. I'm thinking there's no way in hell there, you know, like this area, I don't want to say it, but, um, I, I think about a month went by and, and I was back and forth with him a couple of times. And then he contacts me, he goes, well, you want to do this? I said, okay. So I said, let's go Saturday. We met up at noon and uh, he took me in to this area, you know, doing some knock, tree knocking, that sort of thing. And uh, was about, I remember it was an overcast day, just a slight drizzle. And it was about 4.30 in the afternoon when he picked up a fist sized rock and he walked up to a big pine and he, and he smacked the pine, a few, uh, pine tree, uh, three or four times. I can't remember. 
and then uh, you know dropped the rock and and suddenly I I heard what sounded like a, a gorilla chest thump. It was like three times, just bang bang bang, um, really rapid, three times. Kind of had that hollow coconut type sound, and and it instantly struck me as out of place because you know I'm in the woods a lot. I thought, what the hell is that? And it's really close and. So, you know, I just kind of put my arm up. Um, the other guy's name was Mike, too, I, you know, just to be quiet and listen. And then suddenly I, I hear these uh, three just massive, guttural, really raspy whoops. And it, it's they were so loud. They filled the forest, just incredibly loud. And I, I remember thinking at that time that it sounded like it could speak English, you know, it, it was that pronounced, that clear. And I remember there was a, a lady, it's an area that's basically surrounded by homes, a couple hundred hectares. And so there's people that walk their dogs and through there and horseback on the trails and stuff. And, and I remember this lady come walking around the corner with her little dog. So she was even closer than we were to this call. And, and it was loud for us, right? So she... She had this scowl on her face when she come walking around the corner and we just kind of nodded to her as she walked by. Right. And um, probably wondering to this day what the hell that was. And uh, th so that was my first close vocal encounter. I went back in the next week by myself um, into another area just just up the road from that. Another big patch of, of woods. And I actually had the exact same triple chest thump tone that I had the week before. It was the exact same thing. It was right beside me. It was like right there. And um, I had binoculars. I had uh, camera gear, video. I had everything. And at that time, I was, my mentality was searching for the, you know, photo of a lifetime, right? Um, <clears throat> at this point, you know, I'm sure that'd be great, but uh, it's not my, it's my, not my motive. Um, so I ended up having my first strange experience right then. Because next thing I'm halfway home, or, or I'm maybe not halfway, but I'm driving home, and I don't remember leaving the woods. It was like uh, my mind was wiped, and and I was like, "How the hell did I get here?" Wow. Um, which is a, it's actually quite common for people to experience this sort of stuff, whether it's infrasound, I don't know, or it's something else that they can do. Um, they're powerful beings with, with their abilities, as I've learned over the years. Um, but basically that, that's how it all got started. And, and then I spent about the next four years frequenting that area, um, going in uh, the first year, I think it was in there every weekend. Um, and then uh, I had numerous experiences over that time. And it was almost like I was being trained to get the experience before what was to come four years later. And that's when uh, I had a situation pretty much fall into my lap. And, and I've been developing that. And ever since with a, with a family of Sasquatch here in the Kawartha Lakes region here in Ontario. Wow. Yeah, um, my, I, I, I would love your understanding or reasoning of, you know, okay, so listening to you, first of all, I feel like you think they're 
telepathic? No, I know they are. Okay. I mean, because that's kind of what I've always felt or thought, but I just wanted your your side. And then the other thing I'm thinking that maybe when you were a child that there was almost like an imprinting, whether it's physical or uh, hormonal or energetic, but, you know, that, that code stays in the field. So at that point now it's like, of course, it's going to keep coming back and coming back. And then the more you're around it, it's just the more you're going to draw it in. Um, but, but it's interesting how the, like you thought that they were, wa- or you felt that they were watching you um, and just seeing you um, that, that that's really cool because it, obviously they trusted, you know, they were familiar or trusted or felt like you were safe in some way to eat, to make a sound or to, to talk to you, whether it's telepathic or what have you. But um, what are your thoughts on any of that? Um, well, the telepathy, yeah, they're definitely telepathic. They're highly telepathic. They're, uh, they have a, a mind speak ability that is so powerful. The first time I experienced it, I was asleep on the couch at home. This is back in 2013. And, and I got a grunt in my head that was so loud. Like I was sleeping. I shot to my feet instantly and I was on the phone to the property owner, you know, going, holy crap, you wouldn't believe what happened. <laughs> um, is it I, like I've experienced other incidents since uh, with their voice. Uh, so, you know, telepathy can happen happen in uh, different ways with them, right? Through uh, uh, voice or, or feelings or, or pictures, visions, um, you know, so a multitude of ways. Um, as far as uh, how, you know, how, how that happened at the beginning with watching me and that, I don't know. I just got this this feeling to start looking for them. So I, you know, I, I believe that they like, had something to do with that. Look for me, yeah. look for me, look yeah, for yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but I didn't, there was nothing um, like no voice or anything saying right. to do that. It, it was just, I suddenly, you know, have this thought and I started doing that. Right? So. Cool. <clears throat> well, um, <laughs> I've, I've had an interest in this since being a kid and I, I'll be honest with you, it's purely down to Harry and the Hendersons, <laughs> if you remember that. Um, and I'm not going to lie, when I was a kid, it actually scared the crap out of me, that film. Even though it was a happy family film and everything. Like, you know the scene where he's on the roof, unconscious because he's been knocked off, and then he goes whack on the uh, on the windscreen. Absolutely scared me, like, loads as a kid. There was also another scene as well um, <clears throat> where a woman was washing up and it, it escaped in the film. Um, and she's washing up and it's nighttime and he just appears at the uh, the kitchen window and she absolutely freaks out. That used to scare me. So the, the topic has always <laughs> been there for me, you know, and, and for years I, I've uh, like dabbled in, in, in like people's so-called experiences in this. And I've, I'm that guy who I've sat through like a two hour YouTube video of somebody like going any minute now we're going to see footage and i've been there and it gets to the very end and it's the crappiest puppet imaginable you know um, and i'll get to the end, i was like oh i just wasted two hours of my life on that um and then eventually my dad um discovered your channel and he says craig you've got to you've got to check this out so i, I checked it out a little bit skeptically um i think that's quite normal um and it absolutely like it wasn't a fear it's it's an it, there's such an intensity to the sounds and 
you know your work and it's it's not negative in the slightest it's just a real strength to 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 the recordings that you get so i mean it's not just recordings you get you know you get your footprints in the snow you get handprints on your car i mean there's a video out there of you know you get in a tap on the head but you can't see anything so i'd love to talk about sort of like the interdimensionality of them because we think that these big um you know hairy ape-like creatures who are walking the forest and they hide behind a tree but obviously that's not the case you know what what have you learned about how interdimensional they are well um that like they still do that right when when they're in their flesh and blood uh, you know you get them peeking out from trees uh to you know at people and that i have asked them because i've developed written communication over the years if all their people have the ability to go invisible they said yes apparently so do we from what they say right mm -hmm. um uh, as far as that tap in the head that you mentioned about i was going through some old uh mini dv tape footage because that's what i was using way back then and uh, just recently i was going through some of the stuff and i pulled that out so that was actually the very first time i was given physical contact Wow. And you can you can hear uh, uh, Dwayne. He's the property owner. Um, he's in the background, and I and I'm shocked because I asked the question. You just touched me in the head. I just got touched in the head, mm. and I repeat it over and over because I'm shocked, right? And I ask him, "You just touched me in the head." Meanwhile, I know he's over there. He's not even close to me, and he says, "From here, right?" And which, which is why I actually love that piece of audio because it it shows that. He's not, he's not anywhere near me. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, since then, now I've been given so many incidents of, of contact that way. Uh, it used to always be outside. And finally, one day I said to them, I said, you guys, you know, you always do this outside. Can, can you do it indoors? So they started doing it indoors. I wow. think it was that night. And the amount of activity now that goes on indoors is as, as much as goes on outside. So there, when I'm there, I bring a sketch pad, uh, a chalkboard. I put a little point and shoot camera on the table. I'll leave my video camera on the table. Sometimes they'll, uh, they can manipulate all of our electronics, everything and anything, mm -hmm. including phones. They can, they can send text or pictures or whatever <laughs> with, with your phones. I've gotten a voicemail after making a joke about that ha something like that happening i was given a voicemail from them on the way home and, and it showed up very weird too there's no number it didn't say private nothing like that which it normally would if it was a blocked number it just no information just zero information my phone didn't ring i just saw the light flashing it's going, what's going on here and i play it and i'm like holy crap because we were just making a joke about that the night before when you know we're on location so this happened yeah. on my way home um so they can manipulate all of our electronics so sometimes i'll get a video short little video clips imposed on my video camera been given dozens of images put on my camera um dozens of drawings at this point uh, questions asked which i use a lot with the chalkboard um so the and the uh, ports objects out of thin air marbles have been prevalent throughout this um it, it's something that they use to show their presence basically right mm -hmm. 
somebody had actually uh, given me some marbles not too long ago and asked me if I would give them to them. They're very unique looking. And I did. And they took them all. I was the first, there was a half a dozen of them. And then this other little piece um, was like a bone thing with a marble put inside. But um, they took three marbles the first time. And, and I, I noticed some gone. I said, no, can you guys take all of them? I didn't expect them to, but, and they did, they took everything. So I was really happy to see that. And that was sitting on the kitchen counter. So there's stuff that disappears out of the fridge. You know, I've seen like pepper, pepperoni. Dwayne likes to bring his bags of pepperoni and, and I would count them the, the, the very first time we didn't expect this, obviously the very first time pepperoni started, he asked me, he goes, did you have some of my pepperoni? Cause the bag was, Dwindland said, no, I haven't touched them. And so we started counting them and double checking, triple checking, and they would disappear. And it, even one time, um, some pepperoni disappeared out of the bag before it was even open. So it was still sealed. So they've shown me they can do this, right? Yeah. I've given them up. I've given them a pie that wasn't touched. And I've found a marble in the, in the center of it. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> There's uh, two people I know now that have had marbles materialized in their in their closed fist. Wow. So they, they've they've shown me again and again. One time I'm sitting at the table and I got a cup in my hand. They knew where my focus was at that given moment. And I look down at my cup and suddenly I hear a marble touch the bottom. So they waited till I was looking at it. So they so I could see that. No, Mike, we did not drop it from outside. We didn't drop it in. They materialized it inside the cup. So they they have an understanding of it. They're absolute masters of energy. And this is a term I, you know, I use it all the time. They are just, they're masters. They're absolute masters of energy. The, the stuff that they can do, how they can move around. Um, I've had uh, back and forth with the property owner, you know, we've been talking on the phone and that. And, suddenly things start happening and I say, Hey, tell Neff to come here and say hi. And I've walked out the back door at midnight. I'm in the woods here. So there's nobody back there at midnight. And I'm, I step out the door. I go, I walked about 30 paces and suddenly I get just two loud wood knocks, uh, maybe a couple hundred yards away. And there's been incidents that have happened here. Um, I've moved four times since this started back in 2008 mm -hmm. and every place that I've been, the activity has followed. That's so great. they, they can, they can show up anywhere. And I, and I have witnesses too. even uh, one good friend of mine, that very, very first time when we heard that screaming in that morning. So I lived, I, I lived with him for a couple of years, mm -hmm. um, rented off him and, and they showed him, some crazy stuff. He, he was very skeptical when I first moved in. And by the time I left, they'd even, um, in a, in a trans semi-transparent form, they'd come through the wall, walked across the room in front of them and out through the closed door and just like walked across the room right in front of them. Yeah. I was upstairs when it happened and he <laughs> waited, he waited half an hour before he come up and tell me, right. I think he was in shock, but um, you know, they, they shook the tree in his backyard in front of him that they left him footprints. They gave him physical contact. They gave him 
mind speak, um, took all his cigarettes in his pack. They flipped them all upside down. A little, you know, there's all kinds of little, uh, they're very, very humorous, right? A lot of humor. So, Well, one, one of the things that, that strikes me uh, about your work and, and your channel um, is how sacred this is to you, that you, you've developed um, a relationship with them, you know, that you you actually call each other by name, and I, I don't know if people caught that. You just referred to him as Neff, but um, how did you learn to like exchange names? Like, how did that come about? Um, I know it's all on your channel, but just just briefly, like how how when did that happen? And what is his ne name? Nefatia. Nefatia is his name. Neff. Um, so when this uh, started, I knew they were. It got to a certain point, you know, they're watching, right? Mm -hmm. So we're standing outside the cottage there. I would, I would pat my chest and say my name. I did that for months. It's Mike, Mike. I kept doing it and over and over. And I think about, um, it was eight months of visits, the beginning of May, 2013. That's when the voice, the vocals really started. And so at, at that point, up till then, there was, you know, as I mentioned, there's a lot of humor. So we called him Mr. Funny because we didn't know his name. Right? That was Mr. Funny. So uh, after um, I it was the beginning of May, like I said, I, I got, uh, he went up to the audio recorder. They, they gravitate to my, to my recorders. They don't mind the audio, right? Not at all. They, they mess with it. They're not going to give you can you know if you're going to try and trick them for a photo with the camera they might mess mess with you mess with the camera but um <clears throat> they're not going to stand their walk across in front of it highly highly unlikely um you'll get a picture when they want you to see them or or you'll see them when they want you to see them but uh one day he went up right at the audio and he he said uh, i can't remember the order mike Dwayne nefetia so he said our names and his, and it's like, well, there's his name. And he's, he's also said Anastasia sister. Like he, he said, sister, wow. um, been given uh, a multitude of names at this point. I asked what's your, what's your mother's name? They wrote on the sketch pad. They wrote OMRA, Omra. Um, there was, uh, Sorry, I got these little gnats flying around this place. I think they're, I think they're in the plants. Eh? I can't get rid of them. <laughs> Drive me nuts. Um, there's uh, another, I believe it's a male, but I'm not sure, named Mushka. Um, there's Ninyanin. There's uh, one that almost looks like it's Bridget, Bridget. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it properly. There's So there, there's a, a bunch of names that have been given to us. Um, sometimes we go, we like to go in the winter, the snow on the ground. They like to show us their prints. So they have the ability to leave one single print in snow without a trackway. It's, it's just something. Um, and I, I remember the first time that maybe around one of the first, uh, near the beginning when I first started seeing their prints in the snow. And I said to Dwayne, at one point because it just didn't make sense how you know there was there was this uh, rocky ledge and then the woods are right there and there's this clean blanket of snow and just these i think it was like three footprints 
and it, it made absolutely no sense. And that's when I said to him the first time, first time I said, I think they're invisible. And he, he laughed at me. He thought I was nuts, right? Just like he laughed in that clip where I got touched in the back of the head, you know, thinking I'm nuts. <laughs> um, but guess who's been right all along, right? So, <laughs> um, so the, yeah, the invisibility. And, and then I, there was one visit where Neff had left a trackway and it was the same foot and about five feet. I can't remember if it was left or right. I'll say left foot, left foot, five feet, left foot, five feet, left foot. And I'm looking at it and, and I'm like, how the hell, what's going on there? He's not jumping. He's not hopping. There's no impact in the snow, right? And it took me a while, but I finally figured out he's just choosing. To, he's just walking normal and choosing to show that print. Um, we've been... We've been there, like, we'll come outside all the time and we'll scan for prints because they give us prints all the time, right? I'll document, take some video footage, some measurements, and then rub them out because there's other cottages around there. So, you know, I don't want anybody coming by. We don't tell anybody what's going on. We keep it quiet. So done pretty good for 10 years, although people have infiltrated and, you know, trespassing all that, but whatever, I'm not going to get into that. So, um like there was one visit where it was just we scanned the area I, I and i checked in front of my car and all that and nothing there all clean snow and it, you know except our footprints are around there too and then i look again seconds later and suddenly there's a single 18 inch footprint so that's a that's uh yeah that's probably at least 10 feet tall right yeah yeah so and then we're standing at beside my car and, you know, Dwayne's looking around and he tells me, he goes, don't step back because as I was standing there, one of them had had placed a footprint right behind me. Um, yeah. I can't remember. I think I might have. Uh, there was one time I got poked in the side. Oh, that was. Uh, um, we would be sitting outside in chairs. So basically his cottage sits on on a lake and on the the side with the road is just a small one lane gravel road. And then on the other side of that road is his property continues and it's all woods and it goes up a fairly steep incline levels off, maybe, uh, I don't know, hundred, 150 feet up and it flattens out there and, and all the properties, like the other cottages, you know, their the properties are divided, but all the, the forest is basically owned by all the people that have those properties there. Right? So it's, it's actually in a very good spot. It's a dead end area that, uh, so if anybody comes in there, you know, it's, you, you, you know, if somebody's trespassing yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. um, well, I, I'm curious, um, Craig, I know you have some of the, some of the audio, um, and I don't, yeah. I want to make sure we get to hear that, um, because this is going to go by pretty fast and, I want to be able to talk about what we hear. So can you, do you mind sharing that, Craig? Do you care? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, all I was going to say was, um, all right, let's just get rid of that. Um, before we, we sort, of, I sort of play this, you you must be met with some measure of skepticism. Um, oh, yeah. I, big time. Uh, because, you know, it does, it sounds human, but it's it's a lot it's deeper it's a lot more powerful you know than, than a human and obviously we're gonna we're gonna play some now um but 
what like what what kind of accusations have you had i mean i mean you know what answer do you have for the skeptics before we play it well you know this basically set a precedent right this audio yeah um there's ron moorhead stuff the sierra sounds from the 70s it got you know there's a certain level of, of vocalizations there so w what's wrong with you know s some of the stuff that goes on with the bigfoot community is you know they expect things to be a certain way right when with this you cannot have expectations they are so advanced in their consciousness and that so it got to a level where you know he's speaking english and he's calling my name and so the vocalization uh, yeah i've been called a hoaxer and i'm faking this and you know that that's that never stops right and it got to a point where um, Dwayne actually came out and said, oh, it's a hoax. He was just to make the trespassing stop, right? Right, uh, yeah. The plug got pulled on this for a couple of years, me visiting his cottage until we figured everything out. And now we've been back at it for, I don't know, the last five years plus whatever. I can't remember. But uh, um, so, there, yeah, there, it's been there's been quite a bit of uh, people trying to discredit. Um, there's a lot of you know, hoax accusations and discrediting and, but you know, you'll go, if you look at some stuff online, people will say, oh, it's been proven a hoax and confirmed. And it's like, no, it's, no, it hasn't, you no. know, not at all, not at all. So writing an article isn't proof, it's an opinion. Yeah, um, the, yeah. There's some people out there involved in this subject that, uh, you know, th they don't like it when somebody like myself comes into the picture and, and bring stuff to the table that is so far advanced than you know anything else that was really put out there and on top of it um you know it's an ongoing thing right mm -hmm. so the, i've been interacting with neff's family now for 10 years yeah. i've built up a substantial very significant library of audio recordings and it's not just neff you know it's multiple uh, family members so i've been documenting you know the activity from multiple family members uh, you know throughout but neff has been the most prevalent predominant throughout this with with yeah. his vocalizations okay right well without further ado <laughs> okay i'm going to play the first one i've got four clips that you you sent through mike uh, the first one's seven seconds um i hope it plays and sounds okay but but here we go Might as well do it twice, eh? Yeah, I'll do that again just so people can hear it. <clears throat> so that that was uh, the beginning of May 2013. So that was a distant vocal. Um, there was uh, it's, it's just you're not going to hear a human do that, right? It, it's it's crazy sounding. So that's one of my favorites. It, it is it's true it's amazing it is amazing and and what i find it sends a shiver down my spine you know it's like it's like wow i mean if i if i was out in the woods and i heard that i don't know how long i'd be able to stay there because it is it is intense um but i mean you're very brave to be able to develop this this kind of relationship with them um you, you know when you go into something like this and you're looking for it and then you find it it's uh it's scary but what do you do you either 
pack it in and that's it, you're done, or dive in head first. And that's what I did. It was like uh, do or die. I didn't, uh, I, I went through a lot of fear. Went through mm -hmm. a lot of fear. So. I, I think that's completely normal. I mean, this is so sort of alien to us. And, and I think we'll talk more after the clips about like where this is going and stuff. But, you know, with what's happening on the planet, this is really exciting. I think things are getting really exciting. Uh, even with extraterrestrial contact, all sorts of different weird things are going on. And this is a big part of the story that's going on. So I'm going to play another one now. It's uh, 25 seconds. So uh, you ready? So that that one was June June 28th, I think, 2013. It was 5:30 in the morning. You can hear all the birds. Um, if you go onto my video, uh, Sasquatch medley of vocals and activity. I think it's called that, mm -hmm. something like that. Medley of vocals and activity. That that's at the 20 minute mark. That. Um, okay. So you you can hear it a lot better, right? So actually, that video of medley of vocals and activity it's just uh, filled with with vocalizations. So yeah. So if, um, yeah, anybody wants to go check that out on, on my channel afterwards. Really, I think you're going to get a lot of hits after this. <laughs> and and also, I um you know the accusations. There's been a lot of accusations. Oh, the property owner Dwayne is the voice of Neff. I always point them to that. I say, okay, you go listen to that. You tell me that's Dwayne. All right, let's let's. Yeah, right. I don't think so. Yeah. Do you? Um. Someone's asking. Do you know what they're saying? Are you able to understand? Um. Some things like I've gotten a lot of uh, different language spoken. Um. Most of it. No, I don't know that piece there. I think he, he's just having fun, just uh, you know, uh, 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 just improv with his vocal noises. And he's actually the scale he's doing. He's very uh, musically inclined. You, you know, he's on key there. The way he's jumping up and down that the, the scale there. So. <laughs> I think I'm a musician, you see, so I might get him on the album. Who knows? I'm, not, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> um, okay, we have another one. Uh, 17 seconds. Let's have a listen to this one. There's actually. Um, can you play that again? Can I put, play it again before we go into it? Because this sounds yep. this sounds very close to wherever your microphone was. This this sounds. But very before close. before you play it again, though, I'm just going to say there's two voices there speaking simultaneously. That's what I thought. I was always trying to. Yeah. It, it seemed different. Okay. Right. Sorry. Okay. Try again. Here we go. <clears throat> so that's an older male and a younger female i don't think that's neff i think it's an older 
um, family member. Um, so there's a, and, and I said this too, if you spoke to one of the children on the phone, you would not be able to tell the difference between them and us. That's how human sounding they are. Wow. It's just like, you know, it's as they get older and that chest cavity yeah, yeah. gets bigger, right? Um, it's uh, the, the vocals for me are my favorite. They're absolutely fascinating. I never tire of hearing them. I, like I said, sometimes I'll, I'll uh, like I, said, I put the channel on and I'm, and I just go through all your old archives, just listening to it. It's just it just does something to me. It's just like this is amazing, you know. Um, okay, we've got one more. Sixteen seconds. Let's go for this one. Yeah, that one's called first mike that's the first time first time he called my name so yeah he says it four, he says it four times there yeah and then the whoop in there as well i love it <laughs> okay play again i'm serious now that i now that i'm do just do it one more time okay okay so crazy <laughs> um love it, love it. wow <laughs> it is godsmacking i mean what I mean, what can you say about that i mean it's just uh if people want to hear more they've got to go to your channel i mean you do a lot of videos of um q a's you know a lot of people ask you questions and you, you know you honor that and you answer as many questions as you can because obviously this is this is not normal but this is something sort of that we need to realize is going on. So that's kind of where I want to go next is, is where's this going and what's the kind of the point of this, do you think? Um, for, first of all, I just let me just say there's a, a couple of videos just so people can find things easier. Uh, Above and Beyond is one that has a really amazing vocal piece at the end where he actually says, we love you. Um, there's Habituation Denied and Confirmed. That has about a half hour worth, a, a half hour medley of, of vocals, one after another. Um, so just a couple of the, the videos to let you know. So, as far as where this is going, they are still as elusive as they have always been since day one. Even though we've had a continual showing of their presence and their their magic, what they're capable of, um, you know, there's communication written and verbal and telepathic incidents that happen. Um, I had an incident years back where I basically, I woke up, I was fresh awake, I was still laying in bed, and suddenly I had this, this image in my mind, and it wasn't me, because it, you know, it was clearly telepathic, and, and it was a, like dozens of them of Sasquatch walking all in the same direction across an open meadow and and it was followed by the words soon your people will know and to me it was clear that they were saying your people are going to know our, about our people right so i've since watched this unfolding this subject was no, nowhere near like it is when i first got involved anybody talk about the paranormal 
you know, you're shot down, ridiculed, and 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 most people, you know, they'll just, I'm done. I'm, you know, they can't handle it, right? Um, I I've been put through a lot, like with that, but uh, you know, I, the the amount of supporting evidence they have given me, it's just fantastic. They they all they just they they never stop. They have continually given me that support. So it's enabled me to be able to stand up and share this truth, right? So now this subject is really, you know, that door has been kicked wide open with the paranormal, you know, and about their abilities. And we're, we're past this gigantopithecus BS at this point. It's, uh, you know, even though science is still trying to hold on to that, it's like, <laughs> and you guys are left in the dust. Like, absolutely. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, either jump on board or, you, you've hit a wall. You're, you're not going any further. So basically, they, from what I've been witness to, they can see ahead in our timeline. So whether past, present, future is all one and they can see, I don't know how far ahead, but their reaction times, certain things, certain things that have been answered in questions, it's like, okay, well, you must be able to see the future to a certain mm-hmm. point anyways. I don't know where, if you know that, or if you know this or... Um, so I, I've asked them things and they basically wrote sheer help as in they're here to help humans. Wow. Um, they, they do it in a way though. They're very non-invasive. It's, it's, um, they are light beings, you know, they're very loving, compassionate. Uh, they understand consciousness and, and love and far more than humans do. Um, they're absolutely, it's their abilities, absolutely astounding. I believe that they can read our thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. I, uh, through things that have happened, certain things I need a few confirmations before I'm like 100%, even though I'm 99% there. Mm-hmm. Um, some things like when I say they're about their invisibility, 100%, uh, it's not belief, it's fact, because I've had, you know, pats in the head and pokes and I know through physical contact mm-hmm. um, the interdimensional nature I know through indoor activity visits at home I've had activity happen in my car on a, on a work on a, on a job site um, you know as well as uh, the property owner right this stuff follows you mm-hmm. so it can show it can show up anywhere anytime um, any any place uh, I got I've it. learned this I got a question um, because I'm a I I love science and frequency and um, studied a lot about that was specific to animals. And I know like um, cats will purr at 157 megahertz. We're 160. We're 67 megahertz. Cats will purr at 157 um, and then they have a certain field. I know that horses can have up to a, we have like a four to five feet field or a biofield or, or aura, whatever. Um, horses can have up to 300, 350 feet aura per horse. Wow. Dolphins are unmeasurable. Um, and also dolphins can telepathically hear, um, you know, our thoughts because they can hear at a level of our thinking on that frequency, which sounds like, similar and i just wonder number one i'm sure they're unmeasurable as far as their field and that's probably why they can interact because like a horse can tell if someone's driving however many miles away like oh they're coming and they know like 
my, my person's coming or somebody else is coming or, you know, whatever. Um, but where have they told you where they're from? Like, do you, where do you think they're from? Or do you know, and like, are they off planet? Are they actually inner earth? Are they, what is, what, what is your. I've asked them okay. um, in my questioning. I said, where do you come from? Where do your people come from? They wrote home here always. That's oh. what I got. Home here always. Mm -hmm. So they've always been earthlings. <clears throat> I've asked them, are you the the first people? And they said yes. What? Now I've heard this. I've heard this that there is there is a theory out there that um we are genetically related. I'm not saying that's true. I'm just saying it's something I've heard that, that there is a genetic connection there and that the the apes that they say we're connected with are actually these. What? What? Do you, do you agree with that, or would you say that's nonsense? Um, well, I've learned that some humans have their DNA. Not all humans, because I don't. Mm -hmm. um, I've asked them that. There's uh, something else with me, but um, so there's some humans that have their DNA, and according to studies, they have human DNA. So okay. I believe they are are our true ancestors. And I think there's some people in higher positions up in the science community that are well aware of this. And mm -hmm. this sinks the boat. This kills the status quo. This changes yeah, everything. Exactly. So they do not want this knowledge out. Plus, there's a UFO connection to all this, too. Mm -hmm. Right. The, yeah. With the with the te telepathy mm -hmm. ability, there's there's been cases seen uh, of Sasquatch seen coming and going from UFOs. Mm -hmm. um, it's once you connect to them and experience them at this level, it's, it's easy to see all this, right? So, um, well, I, I oh, go ahead. Go, Sorry, I was just gonna say that, um, and, and also to, to revert back to what Craig was asking earlier, I, I think they see ahead in our timeline that this is why there's a basically this is a reveal, this is not a discovery by science, this is a reveal by their people, yes, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, human, um, like on a, on a scale of consciousness, too, that's a whole scalar wave thing. And, you know, most people don't score too great. They're usually around 200 or less. Most of the population on the earth um, are less than 200. About 3% are in the 200 and above range, which sucks. Um, but, um, love is at 500 jesus bouts bats a thousand and you know and then they, we've studied off planet to be like seven thousand ten thousand what have you i bet you these guys are like way above us in that in that arena and then what did we just get dumbed down or what happened that it we, seems like it yeah. you know like so how did we how did we get from there to here like what is your how does that happen I, you know, I don't know that. I, I've been trying to get some some intel on uh, our origins, but uh, they don't answer all my questions. And sometimes mm -hmm. I have to change my questioning. Mm -hmm. uh, for, for instance, I asked them, you know, how old, how did I, how did I word it? Um, what, uh, how long do your people live? Mm -hmm. And they didn't say anything. So I changed my my written question. I, I speak it out loud and I write it at the same time. So I know they're they're right there. Um, so I, I changed my question to do your 
people live longer than 200 human years? And they wrote yes. So that could be a thousand for all I know, but you know, I got at least 200 years. I, I actually, then I threw 500 and 300 at them and they didn't respond to either one. So, um, but they're, uh, I think that they're, they're pure beings, right? So the, they're spiritual, they're biological, they have a flesh and blood body. Um, they are, you know, they can do, there's yogis, human yogis that have displayed similar traits that they can do, but Sasquatch are, you know, far above and beyond. Right? Yes. hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, that I had even heard that maybe this was like a mix up, you know, in the lab kind of thing and in Montauk specifically where maybe they just messed up and then this escaped out of one of these projects or whatever, but to hear that they were here already, I mean, that's, that's freaking awesome. That's so, that's amazing. Yeah, they're written, they're written throughout antiquity, you know, uh, at least the last couple thousand years, yeah. right? Back to the epic of Gilgamesh. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's a slow go trying to get answers. You know, it, it's really a, a long-term development, um, 10 years so far. And like I said, they're still as, just as elusive as day one although they've given so much, right? But the visuals in the situation I'm in are, are very rare. Mm -hmm. They do happen, but they're they're rare, although everything else happens. So the, I've asked um, Neff, like I've asked his family, because I don't know, always know who's doing the writing. Um, is Neff not showing himself because he's afraid of scaring me? Nope, that's not why. I said, um, do you hide from bad humans? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's that. And and we do uh, sometimes there's been um, I've had a black unmarked helicopter circle a building I was in twice. I grabbed 13 seconds of footage. I, there was a low flying Cessna over the cottage. They gave a drawing showing that they were looking for them using technology. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there there are feds out there that are keeping an eye on things you know what's wow. out there so i figure i'm probably watched pretty closely considering what i put out there yeah 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 he's mad and <clears throat> so do you think there will come a time when kind of do you think we're gonna start living like them in and out of this dimension or or do you think that like they're gonna just start appearing in the three-dimensional world and be sort of more open with us I mean, how do you think it's going to go? <clears throat> um, I, I, I honestly, I don't know the, the way things are going right now. This, it looks like this timeline is splitting, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the insanity that's going on with the, the, this globalist agenda. And then, and then there's those who are awake, you know, and it's really divided, divided the, the, the population big time. So whether, that's going to continue to split and a certain group goes maybe into another dimension for all I know. Mm -hmm. There's been, there's been, um, Mayans, you know, the, throughout true. history. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, Whole civilizations. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. just gone. They, and there's, they, they have no understanding of how they disappeared. Right. Maybe that's it was it. something like this. I don't know. Beam me up, Scotty, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, Candace Weaver is asking, why do they bend the trees? Do you know, have you ever experienced bending the trees? 
why they bend the trees to the ground to make an arc? Are they trying to tell me something? What are they trying to tell me or what are they trying to tell me? Yes. Um, well, first, at first you really have to be, um, uh, deduce whether that is being done by them or is that ice and snow buildup over time with saplings? Um, if, if I see a bent tree and the end is locked down, you know, like a rock on it or, or another tree placed on top of it, then I lean more towards them doing that. Why they do that, I don't know. Um, they do, uh, like I've recorded trees going down. Um, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, the, the noise when, when clearly quite a thick tree, you hear it like breaking on one of your videos. I can't remember which one it was. It's, I've seen it recently. Yeah, that medley of that medley of uh, Sasquatch vocals and activity right at the very beginning of that. There's a big That's tree that goes down. That was about 1030 at night. It was dead still. You hear the roots popping. Yeah. And man, that and, and you can actually tell by my reaction. I've been doing it a while because I, I barely flinch. Right. And yeah. I'm by myself and it's dark. Right. And I'm in I'm in bear country. So um, <laughs> it's uh, why they do those things. I really I, I really don't know. They you know, a lot of structures are found and, and a lot of them are found right beside trails that humans walk. Those ones, I believe, are put there purposely by them as a soft exposure of their people to get our curiosity, you know, just like, hey, I wonder what made that, you know? Hey, I've seen stuff on Sasquatch that do this thing. Ah, oh, no, they'd never be here, not here. No. So mm -hmm. I think they put those ones, uh, th there's multiple reasons, I I assume, for structures and that but um, as far as the bent stuff i i don't know really is there a certain area where there might be more population of it than somewhere else like a certain country or a certain area you know well throughout north america for sure you know mm -hmm. uh, canada and the u.s the it's just been an explosion of sightings over the past decade um, as it's unfolding, you know, soon your people will know. It's like, look at the database now of, of sightings and reports. Yeah. And you don't have to go into the middle of nowhere. You can be in a local forest patch, you know, in your town. I had my first close vocal encounter adjacent to a large metropolis with, you know, four plus million people in it. And it's the last place I thought I'd ever have a Sasquatch encounter. So, um, it doesn't matter. They can, and you don't, you don't even have to really go into the woods. If you focus enough intent and energy on them, they feel that. I know people that have had, um, that have experienced things, even just watching my videos or people I've spoken with on the phone and suddenly things start happening. Um, you know, the, they can show up in your dreams and you know, it's not a dream. There's a, there's a clarity that comes with it and you tend to, you you'll wake up immediately after and they know how to make contact in that dream state. Like that's how powerful they are. So yeah, you don't necessarily, um, you know, have to go anywhere remotely. So because one of my questions was going to be, obviously I'm in, in the UK, you know, do you reckon they could be here? But that kind of answers that question. They could be anywhere, literally. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's definitely activity in the UK. I know there is. I, I speak with people. So. I speak with a lot of people. So some, somebody's asking, are they different sizes? And then I have a question too, but different heights? Are oh, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they are a people, right? So they all have individual names as we do. And, you know, they're from infant to uh, 
I don't know how big they get. Uh, the big guy in this family is a, at least a good 12 feet tall. Um, I've heard, I've heard bigger of mm -hmm. bigger, but I know, I know the one in this family is, I think he's the dad and his foot's 21 inches. And yeah, he was photographed through the window, but not very clear, but I went and recreated the video or the, the, the photograph, the next visit. And I stood in the same spot and I'm just this tiny little thing compared to him. Right. Wow. Oops, sorry. My question is, you know, you mentioned how they're like us and we're like them and um, the DNA level, biology, what have you, although they're very different and very evolved. Um, is there any of them that you would consider nef nefarious or bad like people or are all of them so evolved that they're past all that because i know with consciousness over 500 usually that's a real love and above you know very um way above past love and you know but we as people can be loving and then also dark so is that i i think um some of their people do not like humans they they see everything that goes on they they know what we've done to the earth how we treat each other um, they see the decimation, the clear cutting of the forest, the poisoning of everything. So I can understand why some of them would probably hate humans. And, you know, there's a lot of stories out there. Some stuff I believe is misinformation. Um, but, you know, some of the stories uh, for sure. And I, I think some of them are some encounters are misunderstood, taken as aggressive when, oh, I had a rock thrown at me when maybe it was just, uh, you know, one of them throwing a rock to show their presence. You know, mm -hmm. you, you're not, you didn't get hit, uh, you know, they, and they can hit you with it if they want. They, they can stand right in front of you and you wouldn't even know they were there unless they wanted you to know, mm -hmm. you know by their choice. But uh, so as far as bad ones, um, yeah, I don't believe they're all like Neff's family. Um you know, but I don't know, like personally, I've never had a negative experience and I, in multiple locations over, uh, you know, almost 15 years now. So I've never had anything and, and I've had it, uh, you know, I, it's not just Neff's family. It'd be in different, different locations too. I, I have activity here at home sometimes and I've asked Neff's family, is that you guys? No, it's not. So, although I think they've been here, but typically I think there's another family that interacts with me sometimes back here. So someone's talking about an altar of food, vegetarian, carnivore, like what are they? Well, they know? use um, pepperoni, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I would I would say omnivore, like, like most humans. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> Mary, this is like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go but, watch Harry and the Hendersons now too. <laughs> you, you, you know, when I first, um, when things started first happening at Dwayne's, it was about a year. I sat on this knowledge, this information of what we're dealing with. And because I, I knew as soon as I started talking, here comes the ridicule, you know, the yep. berated. And, and sure enough, but at that point, I was like, I don't care because it's true. It's real. It's true. So, you know, I know it's I know it's coming and I put up with a lot of it. But, uh, you know, I've stood strong. So. 10 years of this now and I'm, I'm very have a lot of strength because of them yeah yeah 
I think that that definitely shows on your channel as well. Um, because I, I think when I shared this uh, on Facebook, I knew that there'd be some people sniggering and some people thinking, oh, they've lost their minds or whatever. But that's kind of what this show's about. You know, we, we, we explore all different avenues of, of reality and the weird and wonderful. I mean, I've always been attracted to the weird and wonderful, you know, angels, aliens, Bigfoot. You know, like I say, since being a kid, I've been, been fascinated by this stuff. And it's so good to see a channel with such authenticity and there's no hype. You know, you don't hype this stuff up. You, you you just you just present it as it is. Like you're not capitalizing on it. You're not making a theme park on it or anything like that. And I think that's probably why they've chosen to make contact with you and, and do the way that you know contact you the way that we have is because you have that uh, integrity and the heart. Yeah, yeah. And and it really shows on your channel. So please keep going, keep doing the good work. And if they ever want to pay a visit, they're more than welcome to the UK. <laughs> well, when I first started putting this out, um, I didn't. I didn't turn the ads like I have ads, you know, I get some ad revenue from from YouTube who are a bunch of crooks. But um, the uh, at, for the first five years, I didn't because I, I, I knew I would just listen to the squad. Oh, you're just doing it for money, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no. Man. So I, I didn't even turn anything on for five years. And then it, then it got to a point. It's like, well, you know, I could use a little bit of help. So. Um, but that's not my motive. It's I've always done this because it's, you know, it, it's for me, it's a truth that breaks the system. That is why I do this. I do not like this system. I despise it. Amen. It's run by, it's run by criminals. It's manipulated by criminals, psycho billionaires and, yeah. you know, in every aspect, yeah. everything. So yeah. this breaks it. And that's why I do. Absolutely. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it's couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Um, well, I, we're already, we're, we're past the hour, but I'm just, we could go forever. I mean, I could go forever, but, um, how can people find you? Well, first of all, you guys who are watching, please continue to like, love, share this. Cause you never know who would, would see this and it sparks some kind of memory or awakening of some yeah, sort some kind right. of something on a frequency level or even mm -hmm. hearing that um the audios for me was like whoa um it is it yeah. does it just to you yeah yeah definitely share away and then also just want to shout out um thank you to all of our partners he was talking about help you know for those of you who are partnered with us thank you so much for all your support to help us to continue to do this and um you know, again, Sunday, we're meeting up at noon to have a little, um, little, our first meeting in January of 2023. Um, but um, for those of you who are more interested in Mike's work, which I really please go to his uh, um, channel and look more into his stuff. Mike, can you just share verbally? I'm going to put all the links and everything, but how can people find you? You know, where, um, where's the best place for people to see whatever you have and uh, all the evidence and anything else that we weren't able to share in this short amount of time. Okay. Um, well, I have my channel Sasquatch Ontario. There is a organization called Ontario Sasquatch that has nothing to do with me. I, in fact, I kind of <laughs> I made Sasquatch Ontario out of spite because I can't stand the way they do things. Right. So um, I flipped it upside down and that's what it is too. It's completely opposite of what they do. Right. So Sasquatch mm -hmm. Ontario on YouTube, there's uh, there's an old channel with just a few videos that's not that one my main one has i don't know how many it has at this point it, it might be 
I don't know, 75, 100 videos. I don't even know them. <laughs> I don't even know them. So there's uh, Sasquatch Ontario on YouTube or SasquatchOntario.com. Is, uh, I have a website that I don't keep as updated as I should. You know, I'm basically one one guy doing all the work here, uh, um, you know, putting all this stuff out there, right? So I, I do work with the property owner, but um, he doesn't really have anything to do with all this stuff that I'm putting out. He's he's quite a private guy. So, um, but yeah, you can uh, Sasquatch Ontario at yahoo.ca for Canada, you know, an email if you want to reach out to me as well. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Amazing. Amazing. Well, if I ever find myself in Canada, I'll send you a text or an email. <laughs> All right. But, uh, like I say, it's, uh, like, I, I really appreciate your integrity and, and keeping this as a sacred work, which is exactly what it is. Um, so thank you so much. And pl please keep going and, and we support you fully. Uh, I agree with everything. And um, I'm just really just so honored that you would even share time with us and space with us and all your adventure here. And I'm sure there's going to be tons of people who watch the replay and get, you know, inspired and maybe go on their own little path of uh, their journey to, to have their own experiences. I mean, um, it sounds like they want to communicate. I mean, but yeah. also they're very choosy, which they should be because yeah. you're right. I mean, I'll drive up, you know, and I, I, when I see litter or anything else, I'm just like, Oh my God, like did these people not watch, the Indian cry in the commercials that I grew up in and yeah, the, yeah. the smoky the bear. In nature as well. Why people drop litter in nature is just I don't understand. Don't get it. It's like don't where do people get this trash can is everywhere idea. I don't it's it's whatever. But yeah, um yeah. maybe it's the Girl Scout military and me or whatever. But um anyway, so yeah, I would just you know continue to follow his work, you know, share this and um yeah, um, I really, really so humbly thank you and so honored um, that you've actually kept all this together where people can even see it. Because obviously there's probably people out there who have their own experiences, but you're, you're documenting things so well, you know, in order to have like one area where people can just go and, and jump in and really get some um, good information. So there's so much that I have missed, though, because I'm. There's so much that goes on. I can't stay on top of it. Otherwise, I wouldn't be having a good time. Right? Just, you know, when we're there on location, it, it's it's very intense, and um, there's a lot of stuff I've probably missed over the years. But uh, it's yeah, they they are very um, they choose who they connect with, and they can show up in very subtle ways. If you're walking a trail and and it's dead still, and suddenly you hear suddenly you hear a big branch go crack really close to you, there's a very good possibility you have a Sasquatch that just showed you their presence. Wow. If we don't like poop our pants over it. We probably will. <laughs> if, if they're doing that, you're okay. They're not going to bother. Yeah, they're not going to hurt us, are they? <laughs> they, they, they love to mess with us. They really do. And some things would scare the hell out of a lot of people. But I, I think they get a kick out of it. You know, yeah. they... Um, some of the stuff I've been put through so that they, they do have a lot of humor. So just Brilliant. understand that they are very lighthearted people, you know, people. So, yeah. Yeah. You call them people. Yeah. Yeah. They have names, you know, they have names. Yeah. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, I love it. I'm so excited though. So, well, I'm going to dive into and I'm going to go, I'm going to look at everything you have. And I just, again, 
I wish we could keep going. We have another show and actually have three shows more today. And I, but I'm just stunned with this and uh, you more than anything, I'm just your pure heart and just the essence of you and meeting you. And I, I could feel it. I'm sure everybody else can feel it too. It's very tangible what you carry. And I, that's I that. that character and that integrity is extremely tangible and I'm sure that's what they're picking up on is just your, your your heart and your love. And, you know, no one would be afraid of that. I mean, not like you couldn't kick ass, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like, okay, he's curious, he's kind, he's generous, he's loving. And it's like very, us. what's that? You like us. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you don't, you know, you don't have to be a saint. I've made a lot of bad choices, you know, throughout my life as, as we yeah. all do, you know, so as long as you're always growing and striving to, to be better and, and heal yourself, you know, that's Absolutely. what counts. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. All right, Craig, you have any final words before we pop off for today? I think that's a good place to end it. And like I said, just uh, thank you so much, Mike and, and Sharnel for putting in all the work. Um, I've, I, like I say, I'm honored that you, you, you came on because like I said, I've been following your work for some time now. And it's great to meet you. Great to chat. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. My, my pleasure. You know, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. Well, the only thing I have left, um, go to swiftfire.org. And then I also want to tell you about next week, because we're going to have Marty Statler on. And she is a publisher. And if any of you have ever been interested in writing your book, whether it's about Bigfoot or the paranormal or your life or whatever it is, um, we're going to sit down and talk about how to do that, do the ins and outs and just the ways to get started and do that. And I think it's going to be a fun show. So um, every Thursday we are here at noon and I would love for you guys to join us, be a member. If you don't want to be a member, you can help us out other ways by hitting that like button, sharing, you could subscribe, tell other people about it, that kind of stuff that helps us tremendously too. So thank you so much. You guys have a wonderful, beautiful day. Thanks again, both of you. Love you both and love all of you watching. Thank you so much for your beautiful comments and your questions. It was awesome just hanging out with all of you today and we'll, we'll talk next week. We'll see you next week. See all right. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.